If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Molly Swendrowski about her ceremony at Epcot's Italy Plaza with a reception at Ariel's at the Beach Club and a dessert party at the Upper Terrace in France at Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose all these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Molly. Hi, Carrie. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have a Disney wedding. Yeah, it was kind of always a dream of mine. Always wanted one. I was a child of the Disney Renaissance. I was an only child, so I grew up watching all of those movies. I was a cast member for a while. I did the Disney College program, so Disney's just always kind of held a very special place in my heart. I just never thought it would really happen. The people I dated in the past weren't super into Disney at all. So when Adam and I met, we kind of joked about it. My family's always joked about it. And then when we got engaged, we got engaged at Disney. And so then it kind of became a bigger thing with everybody like, oh, we're going to have a Disney wedding. And Adam's not really a center of attention kind of person. And so when we were looking at numbers, guest lists, it was going to be like probably close to 200 people if we were going to get married here in Michigan. And so we decided to do something smaller, kind of a destination. And he was actually the one that brought Disney up. And it kind of just worked out that we figured we would be paying about the same price for a smaller group at Disney that that we would for the same like bigger party up here. So it actually worked out perfect for everybody. (laughs) That's fantastic. So how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? They were not surprised. (laughs) It was more of a, okay, it's actually happening, not like, oh, it might happen. They were, they were not surprised at all. (laughs) So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? Yeah, we knew we wanted to keep it really small and intimate for all the reasons I just said. Adam's not really a center of attention person and kind of the whole theme of our wedding was to make it about us and including people that were really important to not just each of us individually, but specifically as a couple. And so we went into all of our planning with the idea of 50 people. And then as we got planning and started looking at the guest list, that dropped to closer to 40. And then about 43 people, including Adam and I, 
and our flower girl and ring bearer were able to come. So we did pretty much kind of pick the guest list knowing who would actually be coming. So it worked out really, really well. That's wonderful. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did not do a room block. We looked into it and we just figured the benefits weren't going to really make themselves available to us. With the room block, a lot of our guests were going to be using timeshares or they were going to be sharing like Airbnbs off property. But we did suggest the Skyliner Resort, so Pop Century, Caribbean Beach, Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk, Swan and Dolphin, if they had like Marriott points or something, but just kind of that whole area because that's where a lot of the wedding activities were centered. But yeah, the room block just wasn't for us. Got it. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? Budget mainly, and also what would be convenient for our guests. So we knew we were kind of looking at those midweek ranges. We originally wanted 323.23, but that was a Thursday, so it was more expensive. So then we looked at 321, but that was blocked off for dessert party events at the time because of Flower and Garden Festival or something along those lines. So we settled on March 14th because it's Pi Day, which we just thought was fun and it would be easy to remember. (laughs) And then it also fell on a Tuesday. So a lot of our wedding activities started on Sunday. So we figured guests could come down, you know, either Saturday or Sunday or start Friday. And then they could leave as early as Wednesday and kind of minimize their time off that they would need to take. That's wonderful. How did you guys choose the ceremony and reception venues? We always knew that if we were going to do the Disney wedding, like once we started looking into it, once we started planning, we're like, all right, if we're doing it, we're doing it. We're going big and we're it's going to be in a theme park. We're not going to have people travel for a wedding that we could have had here, if that makes sense. So we knew we wanted that part of it to be incredibly special. So Epcot is my favorite park. We looked at Animal Kingdom, uh, which we did incorporate with our welcome party and everything. But Adam is Italian. And so when we decided Epcot, there was really no other choice but the Italy Pavilion. But we also, with the size of our group, knew that we didn't want to do it just in kind of the main plaza area where the stairs are, like that middle platform kind of thing, just because it wasn't going to feel intimate because we had such a small group and we didn't want to do it on the water because at the time we were still thinking potentially dessert party in that area. And so we actually asked if we could do it. We had seen pictures of being basically directly in front of the perfume shop on the inside of the pavilion next to the tower. It kind of had that churchy look with the, the archways and it just made it a lot more intimate for our guests. And we chose aerials for the reception just because it was nearby We didn't want to go too far. We didn't want to have guests just be on buses for long extended periods of time. So we just chose that. It fit in the budget. It fit what we needed. We weren't planning to do dancing or have a DJ or anything. So that just worked out really nice that it was all right there. Guests could then park at either. We had our pickups for the same area. So it was just easy for everybody transportation wise as well. That's great. How did you choose the upper terrace in France for your dessert party? 
it just kind of came down to what was available and we decided we didn't want to do two things in Italy. We wanted to switch it up. Um, we had been to Paris together. So France is kind of special to us and it's also pretty close to the international gateway. So it was easy for guests to walk to. We didn't have to worry about any mobility issues for people trying to walk a little bit further. And again, just that convenience for our guests of getting there. And it's just a really, really special kind of cool location too. It's a really good view of the fireworks. So that was another reason we wanted to make sure that our guests had a really good experience. Definitely. Now, did you guys use any outside vendors for the parts of your event that you were able to? Yes, my hair was done by XOXO Artistry. Um, Nikki and her team were absolutely fantastic. So cheery and so nice for such an early morning. Root Photography did our photos, could not have gone any better, could not love Nate and Jen C anymore if I tried. I don't think everybody that talked to them and then talked to me afterwards just has had nothing but great things to say about how personal they were and how comfortable they made them feel in front of the camera. So definitely recommend Root Photography. But everything else we really did on our own. My cousin and my best friend did my makeup as well as uh, my bridesmaids and my mom's makeup. And then we did our own personal floral. So we did those ourselves. One of my bridesmaids and I went to Michael's, got some fake flowers, and I actually ordered paper flowers off of Etsy that were made out of Harry Potter book pages because we really like Harry Potter. So those were incorporated in there as kind of a nod to something that's special to us. And it's great because now they're just decor around my house and I saved a ton of money on them. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. How did you choose your officiant? So our officiant is actually my godfather. That was really, really special. We kind of knew we wanted it to be somebody that we actually knew and that knew us really well. He actually married both of my cousins as well. So my cousin kind of started that trend, but it was always something that I had thought about as well, having him perform my wedding ceremony if I was to ever get married. So that was really, really special. And he just did such a good job of meeting with us multiple times beforehand. He took the marriage certificate very seriously, which was good because I think we both kind of forgot that that's like the really important part of the whole day, (laughs) the, the legalities of it. So he was absolutely fantastic. And everybody just had nothing but good things to say about him as well. So it's a it was a really, really special moment for me. That's awesome. Now, did you guys add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? The only entertainment we had at the ceremony was just the guitarist, but we did have some pretty special songs that we chose for him to play. He did You Are My Sunshine for Adam and his grandma and his mom to walk down the aisle to. That was his grandpa's favorite song. Our bridal party walked down the aisle to Fox the Phoenix from Harry Potter And then he was able to play My Heart Will Go On from Titanic, which is my favorite movie, when my dad and I walked down the aisle, which everybody thought was really funny. And he did Han and Leia's theme for us. I mean, he was incredible. I wish I could remember his name because he just did such a good job and it was so seamless. And then we didn't have any entertainment at the reception either. We knew that we weren't going to have a DJ and we weren't going to have dancing. The whole thing was pretty non-traditional. Adam is not a dancer at all. So we knew we didn't want to do that, but we did our first dances and the father-daughter dance and mother-son dance in the Italy Pavilion right after the ceremony. So we still managed to work those things in and the guitarist was amazing and incorporated 
those songs and we did do a speaker for a couple of those songs as well just because we had very specific ones that we wanted but yeah nothing nothing crazy for us that's interesting. Now, I see some people get stressed out about not having entertainment at the reception, whether it's a DJ or characters or whatever. They worry that their guests are going to be bored. Can you talk a little bit about how that worked for you? It actually worked out really well. Again, our guest list was so specific and so handpicked that we knew nobody was really going to have an issue with it. And they all knew going in as well. We were pretty upfront, like, hey, we're not dancing. Like, there's not going to be anything going on. And it was such an early morning for everybody, we really didn't think anybody was going to want to hang out and just kind of like go crazy. So for our group, it worked really, really great that we just had beer and wine and brunch food. And it was really great because it just gave us a chance to go around and talk to everybody that was there a little bit more one-on-one. We did have maid of honor and best man speeches. And my brother-in-law brought the room to tears and rolling laughter all in one. It was That was entertainment enough. It was really incredible. And again, for our group, it worked out really, really well. So that would be a piece of advice is just know your guest list because if they're not going to want to dance, like it's kind of not worth it. We looked at having a speaker, but it just was such an extravagant cost for what we actually wanted, which was literally just background music to play that we were like, "Mm, we just won't have any music. (laughs) It'll be fine. That's interesting. Did they have the background loop on like the resort music in Ariel's? I think they did. I honestly can't remember. I want to say they were having issues with it, but I really, I was so delirious at that point that I don't know. And I don't really think even if there was no music, I don't think anybody noticed. That's cool. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your reception that you would recommend? Everything at our reception was so good. We had the Ohana noodles that were fantastic. We had Tonga toast, which was really good. We had my favorite thing was the salmon that had like capers on it, which seems really strange for like brunch, but it was so good. The reception food was something that I did try to eat a little bit of everything of because I failed miserably at the welcome party and dessert party. But everything we had was phenomenal. And our guests also really loved the food choices we had. We had just had a little bit of everything. We did do the make your own omelet station, which was a pretty big hit as well. We didn't do a cake. It was funny. It wasn't until I think a few days before the wedding, I looked at Adam. I'm like, we don't have any desserts at our reception. Like we didn't have a single dessert. Like we just had like croissants and pastries and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, we're having an entire dessert party, whatever. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. Who's going to notice? But yeah, we actually had no desserts. We're not cake people. So that was never really even on the table for us. We looked at doing pies because again, we got married on pie day and then it just kind of got lost in the planning process and we never really followed up talking to our planner. They were definitely willing to do it for us, but we just kind of forgot because it wasn't important to us. So, (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell my listeners a little bit about your dessert party and your welcome party? Sure. Our wedding was on a Tuesday and so we decided to have a welcome party and a dessert party, especially since we were doing kind of such a low-key reception. Uh, We got engaged actually at Nomad Lounge at Animal Kingdom, which was really fun and special. It was right on the porch. They were super kind about everything. So we knew we wanted to incorporate Animal Kingdom and Epcot into the entire kind of weekend. Animal Kingdom's Adam's favorite park, Epcot's mine. So we asked because Nomad Lounge isn't on like their venue list. And so we asked if we could have 
a party there. We decided that if we could have a welcome party at Nomad Lounge, we would have a welcome party. If it wasn't going to be an option, then we weren't going to do one. And our planner came back and was like, yep, absolutely, we can do it. But it has to be at 11 o'clock at night. We were like, oh, okay, got it. That kind of stinks. But it honestly was so much fun. Like some of our guests were like, yeah, we're not going to be there. My godfather and godmother, my uncle who performed the ceremony, they were like, yep, no, that's past our bedtime. Absolutely not. We will not be there. And then that weekend, my uncle was like, no, I'm definitely coming. Like, I'm not going to miss it. And to my surprise, my aunt was on the bus. Like, that was like the biggest surprise of the whole weekend. Like, the entire guest list was like, holy crap, Aunt Diane made it on the bus. Like, it was incredible. So we had our welcome party at Nomad Lounge. We had the inside and outside. It was so fantastic. So they dropped us off at the front of the park. So we got to walk through the park just our group with all of the lights and they had all the the background music on and you could hear the monkeys. It was so special and so cool. The food there was also incredible. I can't even remember what it was, but everybody said it was so, so good. And I mean, we stayed there until like two o'clock in the morning, which was also really, really incredible. And before that, we did kind of an unofficial day at Animal Kingdom where anybody who wanted to could come and hang out with us just to kind of experience that park with us. And then our dessert party was in France at Epcot, and that was on Tuesday. And so we planned them kind of far apart, just knowing we would be up so late for the welcome party and have to be up so early for the wedding. So we planned it kind of two days apart on purpose. But yeah, the dessert party was also fantastic. It was that same night, and everybody was able to make it to that as well. And then we did a ride mix-in on Soren afterwards. That was a surprise to our guests. So that was really, really fun as well. The fireworks ended and everybody's kind of packing up and we went around to each table individually and we're like, okay, well, you guys could go home or we could go ride Soren if you want to. And they were like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so that was a really fun way to surprise our guests as kind of like a last hurrah. And then we did an unofficial day at Epcot on Wednesday to celebrate everything and say goodbye to people if they were leaving and just a final way to hang out with everybody who made the trip. That's fantastic. Do you have any menu items you would recommend from your dessert party? I didn't eat a single thing at the dessert party. We did do the churros flambe station. So I had my dad gave me a bite of his ice cream, which was really good. We had the Mickey pretzels. I had a bite of somebody's Mickey pretzel. Everybody said the desserts were really good. My cousin actually ate so many of the churros that she was ill but she's like I have no regrets they were so good <laughs> so I've been told the churros flambe is where it's at and the perfect thing for your dessert party so that's great can you give my listeners a timeline of how your wedding day ran oh my gosh yes as every bride who has these early morning weddings will say it was a very early morning um I can even tell you what time we went to bed um but I got a one-bedroom villa at the beach club for myself maids and my friend who did um, some of our makeup and two of the girls went to bed in the bedroom they're like nope we need our beauty sleep and the other three of us were like yeah we're not going to bed and just cuddled on a pullout sofa for the night um, but the alarm went off at 2 a.m and that's so I could get up and make coffee um, for myself hair showed up at three 
Um, my mom also came then. So that all went on from like 3 to 4.30. The Roots showed up, I believe, at 5.30 because we were going to do our first look a little after 6. So we did our first look in the beach club. Um, the DVC area of the beach club has like their own little lobby. So that's where we did our first look, um, which was really, really special and in the strangest circumstance, when we went back later to go back to the room, the entire area was like all blocked off. Like they were tearing it all apart and redoing the entire area. So I think we're the last people to have pictures in that area as it once was, um, which was also really special and kind of funny because Nate Root was like, oh my gosh, did you see that that whole room is like blocked off now? I was like, yeah, that's bananas. So we got on the bus. We were the last pickup um, and our bus, our bus coordinator was trying to leave. And I had um, two mistresses of ceremony to kind of keep everything going. And they're like, no, we can't wait for people. And my friend was like, um, you're waiting for the bride. So I think maybe it's a good thing to wait. <laughs> um, so we got to Epcot a little after seven. We got dropped off behind um, the American Adventure and were able to walk over to the Italy Pavilion with everybody. And we had another surprise for our guests, which was um, past mimosas waiting for everybody once we got to the pavilion, which was really fun. Adam said he got multiple pass to him. And I'm like, what the heck? I got one. I was a bride. That's not fair. And I'm the one who likes mimosas. So I'm a little confused at how that happened. Um, but everybody sat down. The ceremony started right around 730 um, with the entire shebang of everybody coming down the aisle. We did our ceremony. We did vows. We had our first dances, again, pretty much immediately following. We did do like a little recessional back down the aisle kind of for the photos. And then we walked right back up the aisle <laughs> to do our first dance. Um, and then I did, Adam and I had our first dance. My dad and I had our first dance. And then Adam and his mom did their dance. From there, it was really, really cold that morning, like kind of unseasonably cold, which we knew was kind of potential to happen. Um, so we were trying to do bridal portraits. We did all of our, oh, we also did all of our um, like family portraits, kind of like the stage photos before the ceremony once we got to um, the Italy Pavilion, just to kind of cut down on that time. And we had a lot of them that we wanted to do because we had such a small group. We wanted to make sure to include as many people as possible. And um so we were waiting to do our bridal portraits, but it was so cold. And I finally got the wedding coordinators to let our guests go back to the bus. So that way we could get a few more pictures in. Um, got back on the bus. Everything at Ariel started right around 9. Um, and everything there kind of wound down right around 11. Um, and we, some of my guests, we just kind of hung out in the lounge next to Ariel's and a magic moment from a cast member, if I can kind of like divert a minute to talk about it, because it was just so special and so sweet. We were just hanging out in Martha's lounge, like the lights were off because they were not even close to opening. And we had our drinks left from the reception, just sitting around talking. And one of the managers came out from the behind the bar and he was like, can I turn the lights on for you? And I was like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. We can go. We were just just sitting here like we, we can leave. He's like, no, it's okay. And he saw me in my dress and everybody was dressed up. He's like, oh, did you get married? And I said, yeah, we just got married in Italy and Epcot. And we just had a reception next door. He's like, oh my gosh, like, congratulations. Do you guys like ice cream? And we were like, <laughs> of 
course we like ice cream. <laughs> and he's like, do you like cookies and cream? Like, what's your favorite flavor? So we're sitting there like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He's like, do you like cookies and cream? And I was like, I think this is our <laughs> only option, guys. And I was like, cookies and cream is fantastic. And so he brought out this giant dish of cookies and cream ice cream, like adorned with actual Oreos and just like a ton of spoons for um, the group of people that was sitting there. And so we got to eat ice cream and just kind of hang out there for a little bit, which was really fun. And it was just kind of a really special moment that this cast member made for us. And then after that, everybody had the whole day to basically do whatever they wanted. Um, I didn't want to plan anything. I wanted people to also be able to have a vacation and relax by the pool if they wanted to. And then we all met back up at International Gateway I believe I told everybody to be there at like way earlier than what they needed to be because some people just can never be on time, but they were not quite ready for us. So we did end up waiting a little bit before we were able to get in there, um, which that was like 830. Had the dessert party, fireworks at nine, and then we had our ride mix in on Soren, and then they escorted us back out of the park and our day was over in a flash. And it's so sad to think about how fast it went, but it was such an incredible day. <laughs> so when you guys were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Our biggest thing was definitely the guest experience. I think I've already mentioned it, but we knew if people were going to be making this trip, um, we were asking them to take time off work. We were asking them to spend, like, it's not cheap to go to Disney. Um, and so we were asking them to spend a decent amount of money to come celebrate with us. So we really wanted to make it special for them, but also making it very personable and about us. And we were able to do that in a lot of different ways. Like I mentioned, our flowers had the Harry Potter. It's all made up Harry Potter book pages, the music we chose, um, just little details that we had throughout the day, including in our invitations. We have two cats. And so they were very like present in the theme of the day. Um, one of our favorite movies is Up. So we had a lot of lot of up touches. Um, so that was definitely the biggest thing is just making sure that we could give our guests an experience that then they could go home and not just say like, oh, yeah, we went to a wedding at Disney. It was like, we went to a wedding at Disney. And it was the best wedding we've ever been to it was kind of what we were going for. And by doing the welcome party and the, the dessert party and the ride mix and just making it really special for them. So that way they knew how much we appreciated their role in our lives. Um, and then photography was a big one for me. I have followed the roots since like 2009. I think your Tower of Terror anniversary dinner was one of the first things I saw from them. And I'm still a little sad that we didn't elope. So I couldn't do the same thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have followed them for forever. So I always knew I wanted the roots. And so I told Adam straight up, I was like, this budget does not exist when it comes to our photography, basically. So that was definitely a, a big portion of it. That's awesome. Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? Pretty much any of the extras. We definitely went very non-traditional. We didn't have a DJ. We didn't have any entertainment. We looked into a lot of it and just it didn't really fit us or our vision for the day at the end of the day. We had absolutely no floral outside of what we made. I, that's a lie. We did have petals for our flower girl because somebody told her that part of her role was to throw petals and she wouldn't let it go and so I <laughs> paid a stupid amount of money for real flower <laughs> petals for her to throw um but it ended up which I will get to later being one of the best moments of the entire day so completely worth every penny um but yeah any of those extras we just didn't 
as fun as it would have been, it didn't really fit the whole the whole vision of what we were going for. Um, so just yeah, the there was no decor. We didn't have any centerpieces. Like people probably look at pictures of our reception and are like, oh my gosh, these people are so boring. <laughs> like, but it, everything else was so personal that it. I don't think anybody noticed, and I was so open about all of our planning that nobody was really expecting anything. Anyways, got it. Okay. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think it's pretty cliche to say, but the entire ceremony was really, really incredible. And again, that just comes down to the thought and the planning that we put into it. Just it was so personal. We did our own vows. One of our jokes is that I really want a Bernie's Mountain Dog and Adam does not. And so I managed to work that into my vows, which had everybody cracking up. And then he... Um, had a, a big inside joke with the entire group, basically, that he managed to work in, um, which had everybody just laughing for about five minutes. And the Roots got some really incredible pictures of my reactions through the whole thing where he turns to the crowd and says, no, I literally wrote pause for clapping here. Um, <laughs> so we just had a lot of those personal moments that just made it super special. And um, to get to my Flower Girls pedals, our first dance song was to your song, um, but not the Elton John version. It was the Ewan McGregor version from Moulin Rouge, because that's another one of my favorite movies. And we really just like the song, your song. Plus, Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we're big Star Wars fans. So it all came together. Um, but in that song, there's this big crescendo moment where if you know it's coming, you know it's coming. But my flower girl was about to be eight. She's never seen Moulin Rouge. She's never heard this song. We're dancing in the Italy Pavilion. It's sunrise. Like, I'm thinking my life can't get any better. And all of a sudden, Adam starts. My I'm kind of facing the perfume store at this point. So he's looking out at our guests. And he just starts laughing. And I hear everybody erupt into applause. And I'm like, what's going on? My flower girl had gotten out of her chair at the exact moment of the crescendo of the song and threw the rest of her petals in the air. Like, <laughs> like she had planned it her whole life. But I, like I said, she's never heard the song. And I'm so sad that nobody has it on video. I'm the only person there that didn't actually see it. And it's still one of my favorite moments because there's, again, the roots and all of their magic captured a series of photos where you can see the petals in the foreground and me turning around and then all these shots of the crowd just like cracking up and my flower girl just sitting in the, her chair like, yep, I did that. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? The only thing that really went wrong, and I feel so lucky to say this, is that it was just so cold that morning. And we did tell our guests, like, hey, it like you're just going to have to maybe bring something to be warm in the morning. Like, it might be cold. It might be really hot. It's Florida, like, in March. Nobody really knows. But it did, unfortunately, end up being on the chilly side. And for whatever reason, I was the one who wasn't prepared. I didn't have a shawl or anything. But one of my lovely guests brought a white shawl like I think for the actual occasion. So I was able to have that um, luckily, but like we didn't have, my bridesmaids were not prepared. So that was really the only thing that went wrong. And it's not like we could have done anything to fix that. But I do wish that we would have, you know, looked a few days beforehand. So we could have ordered something on Amazon for the girls or I don't know, but 
it was it was rather chilly. Uh, there was a moment where I was trying to drink a mimosa and I was just kind of like I wasn't nervous, but I was just like so anxious about everything and like cold that it, like I it was just spilling. I was like, well, this stinks. I just really wanted my mimosa. <laughs> now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? We were honestly so chill about everything in the entire process, like that nothing really nothing really stressed me out. I was pretty not typical bride in that that manner either. Um, the only thing that really kind of got me worked up while we were actually there was going to the welcome party with the transportation and the busing, just because you know, I'd heard stories about like the buses leaving people and, you know, people not making it somewhere. And I tried to prepare everybody the best I could. But I remember walking to the bus pickup at Caribbean Beach with Adam thinking I was going to be physically ill. I was so nervous about like somebody not making it to the bus. (laughs) Um, But other than that, nothing really, nothing was really like a super big deal. We really tried hard to keep the focus on us in the entire planning process. Um, Just remembering like we were the important part of it as much as we were trying to make it a really great experience for our guests at the end of the day. It was about him and I and that's what the really important part was. That's great. Now you mentioned the weather and maybe looking ahead. Was there anything else you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I really wish we would have had the budget to get a videographer. But it just it didn't work out. Like at the end of the day, it kind of is what it is. In hindsight, I I really do wish we could have figured out a way to do that. Um, But I don't have any regrets about what we spent our money on. Like I said, we just had a very strict budget and we really didn't want to go over that. Um, So I wish we could have had a videographer and I would have done knowing because I did bill on consumption for the bar. I would have gone full bar at our reception instead of just beer and wine. But because we did end up getting money back, which was really great. Um, But part of the reason we didn't do that was just trying to keep the costs low. Um, But we definitely could have done that at the the end of the day. So those are my two, I won't even say regrets, but two things that I definitely would have done had I known then what I know now. Got it. Okay. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Disney is overstimulation like everything. And so there's so many extras that you can do. And the Facebook groups are so fantastic. But I think social media has also just gotten to a point where like, if you don't have this perfectly curated wedding, like you're it doesn't mean anything. And so I I guess I would just say don't get caught up in the extras. If it's something that you want and something that's going to be meaningful for you, and you can afford it, then go for it. But for us, it wasn't any of those things. So we just tried really hard not to get caught up in it. Um, and just don't don't let the pressure of social media get to you. Like I said, we had no centerpieces on our reception tables and no one said a word. And it was still one of the best weddings that everybody says they've ever been to. Um, my cousin, who was one of Adam's groomsmen, has been in some like 14 to 20 weddings or something like that and he said that this was the best one that he's ever been a part of even the cast members like the wedding planning team that was there were telling my godfather after the event like that was the most beautiful ceremony they've ever seen and again we had no decor like we had the basic chairs like it doesn't have to be a big extravagant thing if you don't want it to be Um, so just keeping in mind that it's about you and your partner at the end of the day. That's great advice. 
Well, Molly, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. This is literally a dream come true. (laughs) That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>